What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hit. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had an absolutely fantastic weekend, and you're ready to kick off another fantastic week. Yeah, that's my hope for you, definitely. Listen, a big thank you to everyone who has joined us over the last week or so on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. We absolutely appreciate it. And then we also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has spent time with us by downloading our podcast or subscribing to our podcast. If you're listening to us, yeah, we're talking about you. So thank you so very much. Remember, you can always stay connected to us by subscribing to this podcast. Just click the subscribe button and certainly leave us a comment and rate the podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Got to give a big shout out to our top three cities from last week. At number three, it's the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Coming in at number two, it's Moscow in the Russian Federation. Who knew? And the number one city for last week is Loma Linda, California. They've been in our top three pretty regularly. So shout out to everybody joining us from all across the country and around the world. Now let's hop into some all important pro wrestling news. We'll kick things off with the SmackDown ratings from this past Friday. SmackDown, congratulations to them as SmackDown drew an average of 1.956 million viewers. That's up from last week's 1.892 million viewers. So an addition of about 75,000 viewers or so. And it was led by a pretty significant show that ended with a rather disturbing moment. This new faction, Retribution, we learned their names on SmackDown, uh, wreaked pure havoc on the WWE Performance Center. They, of course, turned all the lights off. They came in, and they were looking to beat up everybody. Cameramen, announcers, it was kind of crazy. They did all sorts of damage and defaced the ring and the Performance Center. They even brought a chainsaw in to begin cutting the rope. So there are a couple of obvious questions. On Monday Night Raw, of course, we wondered, well, who are these folks? Because they certainly bore resemblance to the ninjas that have been supporting one Akira Tozawa. Well, now that we know that they're not the ninjas, uh, we learned a few more things. We learned that uh, there are a couple of women in the mix just based on build and voices uh, and based on the fact that they chose to beat up a couple of other women as well. Now, here's my initial thought. While I don't know the identity of all five of them or six of them or how many of them there are, I will say this. The idea of a name called Retribution says to me, and it would make a lot of sense, that these people could be people impacted by the pandemic firing. That would make a lot of sense. Now, the thing is, there's about 30 of them who were in that pandemic firing. So who could the five be? I don't know. Uh, nobody stands out with large builds or things like that. So it's very interesting to see what's going down. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more about it tonight on Monday Night Raw. But what we do know for sure is that retribution is wreaking havoc. And we've not seen havoc like that um, happen in the WWE with a faction ever since 2010, summer of 2010. Uh, where the Nexus was formed. They were all folks from season one of NXT, which included, oddly enough, Daniel Bryan, Heath Slater, uh, Wade Barrett, and several others. 
They infiltrated Monday Night Raw uh, during a match with John Cena, beat up John Cena, beat up announcers, tore up the ring. It was a pretty wild and memorable moment for sure. Uh, We've not seen that recreated really until this past Friday, and I think it had a significant effect. I want to get your thoughts on the group known as Retribution. Yeah, let's talk about that on our social media page. We also want to uh, pay our condolences to the late, great Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Born as James Harris, he passed away yesterday at age 70 and had quite the career. Many may remember him from, of course, his stints in WWE, and there were a few of them, uh, 1984, 1986 to 1987, and then again in 92 and 93. Not necessarily the longest stints, but certainly some very impactful moments. Uh, He also was, of course, a part of the Continental Wrestling Association with Jerry Lawler, where, in fact, there... He would defeat Jerry Lawler uh, for the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship in June of 1982. He was a big part of Mid-South Wrestling. I remember first seeing him as part of World Class Championship Wrestling with his feuds with the Von Erichs and battling the Great Kabuki at the David Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions in 1984, the same place where Kerry Von Erich would win the NWA World Championship against Rick flair kamala and wwe battled a number of folks ranging from b brian blair to the undertaker hulk hogan andre the giant he had a couple of world title shots one against hulk hogan in 84 and then against randy macho man savage in 1992 of course, in 92, he was involved in a couple of significant matches against The Undertaker, including SummerSlam and the first ever televised casket match at the Survivor Series of that year. Now, later on in his life, we learned that he would battle with diabetes and uh, kidney disease. His battle with diabetes ultimately led to the amputation of both of his legs. Uh, He was forced to retire in 1992 because he did not accept dialysis treatment. So battling diabetes and high blood pressure, a difficult combination for sure, kidney issues as well, He spent some time in the hospital in 2017 uh, after having life-saving emergency surgery to clear fluid from around his heart and lungs. Uh, But the unfortunate thing is that on August the 5th of this year, he tested positive for COVID-19. He was hospitalized, and it's believed that he contracted it from his numerous weekly visits to the dialysis center. He went to cardiac arrest yesterday and passed away from the coronavirus later that afternoon. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of James Harris, known as Kamala. Uh, Just a challenging thing. He released his only book called Kamala Speaks, the official autobiography of WWE wrestler James Kamala Harris, which you can check out on Amazon.com or wherever it is that you get your books. But again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Kamala. I would love to get your thoughts on Kamala and his impact on you as a wrestling fan. And I want to ask this because uh, several folks mentioned this yesterday in their tributes to Kamala. Do you think he belongs in the WWE Hall of Fame? 
Now, we have talked extensively on this show about what qualifications to be in the Hall of Fame looks like. What is a Hall of Fame career? It's kind of weird to see folks we would call Hall of Famers like Ric Flair uh, and Hulk Hogan and the like in the same Hall of Fame as a Big Boss Man or a Hillbilly Jim or Coco Beware. So obviously, um, qualifications are all over the place. But do you think Kamala deserves to be enshrined in the WWE Hall of Fame? Let us know by way of social media. Before we go, there has been interesting talk on social media on what could be deemed a dream match that really didn't start by way of the folks involved. So there's talk that Birdie Danielson, the daughter of Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, may have played matchmaker for a potential clash between her father, Daniel Bryan, and The Rock. Yeah, so Daniel Bryan said on Twitter over the weekend, quote, I would love to do a match with The Rock based solely on how many times my daughter has made me listen to your welcome. And then, of course, it stuck in my head and I sing it all day. Your welcome is the song from the Moana soundtrack. He responded and said, quote, I can see the writing on the wall from miles away. I'll be jobbing again in the spirit of being a girl dad. Let's do it. And congrats, brother, on the new arrival. We're thrilled for you, Mama B, and the fam. So the question arises, will we see potentially The Rock versus Daniel Bryan? I don't know. My immediate thought is if a match like that happens, it has to happen at WrestleMania. That just only makes sense. But is WrestleMania what it used to be in this coronavirus pandemic era of pro wrestling? I don't know. Would The Rock show up to an empty arena WrestleMania? I don't know. All sorts of great questions and things for us to pontificate. And speaking of pontifications, I want to leave you with this idea. The thought that Xavier Woods wants a match with Kenny Omega. As we know, the two are great friends, and I believe it was either last year or the year before where there was a historic move between uh, the New Day and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, where they all had this battle via video game platform, and it was broadcast on WWE.com and several other places. Could that happen now in a WWE versus AEW environment? What would happen? Would Xavier Woods get a chance to battle uh, Kenny Omega? He says he would like to destroy all boundaries and allow things like that to happen. Now, is this wishful thinking or not? I mean, it is 2020 and some pretty unusual things have happened. We did see Chris Jericho take the AEW championship and wear it proudly on New Japan's biggest pay-per-view, Wrestle Kingdom, offering Hiroshi Tanahashi a shot at the title if Tanahashi won their match. So I don't know. Anything is possible. Or is it? I don't know. Let's get your thoughts. Do you think there will ever be an interpromotional match between AEW and WWE with the two parties still serving contracts or honoring contracts in those respective organizations? I don't know. Should Kamala be in the WWE Hall of Fame? And who do you think's part of this group retribution? All of these are questions that we have for you. We'd love to get your answers by way of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Faction Show. Let us know what you're thinking about that. Also, of course, feel free to subscribe to our podcast uh, right here at your preferred podcast 
podcast platform, click that subscribe button and you'll be notified whenever a brand new episode drops. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. Hope your Monday is absolutely amazing. With that said, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack and John Murray. This is GB, Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I need my pain.